Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast, where we have honest discussions about everything in recovery and mental health. I'm your host, Chris West. Listen and subscribe to us on all the major streaming platforms, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Go to iTunes and give us a rating, uh, a good rating, hopefully. Uh, It really helps out the podcast. Follow us at Recover Everything on social media and go to our website, recovereverything.com to get in contact with us, say hello, tell us your story. Maybe you want to be a guest. You never know. Speaking of guests, the person on the podcast today uh, is very significant to me. It is the actor, writer, professional karaoke singer, uh, all around, pretty nice dude, Nicholas Brendan. Nicholas was one of the stars on the amazingly awesome hit cult television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And if you know me at all, you know I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Needless to say, I was uh, very excited to sit down with Nicholas Brendan, uh, a.k.a. Xander Harris. Uh, It's a very strange thing to have watched somebody uh, for many years on the television and then have them sitting right next to you on a podcast that you created. It's very surreal, but extremely fun. He does these personal meet and greet events that are geared towards anxiety and depression awareness. And I went to one of these events and had a great time. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. My co-host today is therapist Caitlin Martinez. Enjoy. everything yeah even like lost keys yeah yeah <laughs> cars um, whatever yeah. dignity yeah i'm gonna adjust this the cardio is right here copy copy on our show today we have nicholas brendan hi you like to be called nikki yeah nikki yeah nikki yeah, yeah I go by nikki and um you do these events across the country and the theme is uh supporting mental health right correct uh very much so can you just give us a quick rundown of what, like what the events are? Well, it started last year. Did last year? It was uh, it was called. Well, my hashtag is kicking depression in the ball sack, and so um, I bowled. I bowled probably over a hundred hundred times last year. So we figured we would call it kicking depression in the gutter balls because <laughs> like, I like playing words. And um, and so a lot of people were like, "But I don't have depression." And mm-hmm. my first thought's like, "Bullshit! You probably do." Mm-hmm. It's like, but I I can't come. Cause I'm not I'm not depressed. I'm like you don't have to have be fighting. But, but I don't. But I don't. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have any maladies of mental health. I'm like you can still come. It's just be you know, They just didn't understand that. So this right. year I decided to kind of keep you know, depression out of the uh, name. So happiness runs amok. Happiness runs amok because I give a muck. Love it. Sure. So yeah, just to let people know that yeah, it's uh, about happiness. Yeah. So saying that, the, were there a difference in? Um, people that would come to a con than people that are coming to these events? Um, a lot of people that come to these events wouldn't go to a con. Okay. A lot of my fans do suffer 
mm-hmm. from um, whether anxiety or depression. So it could be too many people at cons. So it's kind of a small con. And, um, and so it's, and also you mean it's, you know, if you go to the con, you pay what, like 60 bucks for an autograph and maybe 15, maybe 15 seconds. And yeah, this is three to five hours of intimate interaction. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So it's uh, a different kind of unique setting for people who maybe if they're struggling with depression or anxiety, yeah. they might feel more comfortable. We have a lot of people that, you know, that will buy tickets and still not show up. Really? So, I've had one event where I think everyone showed up. Cool. Do you have people who um, share their stories with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. or any kind of mental illness? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I um, And just out of the blue, it's kind of always been, I, uh, I, I take it as, a, as an honor where people will just kind of start talking about stuff they've yeah. never talked about before. There's this one, um, one man, just a lovely gentleman on the East Coast, and uh, he and his wife came to the first event. Um, and then they came to the second event, but the, at the end of the first event, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he talked about how he, because um, I'm also a, a, like a sexual uh, abuse survivor, and okay. I don't think he knew that, but out of the blue, you know, he just said, um, I've never told anyone this, but when I was a kid, I was molested, and just a wonderful man, and I, and I said, your wife doesn't know who was there. Right. So you know, you're the first person I've said this out loud wow. to. And I'm like, wow. And people do that, and I love that. I think that's a really a blessing from whatever higher power we have. Uh, and I said, well, um, we talked about it a little bit and I said, you gotta do me a favor. Mm-hmm. By the time I come back in a few months, I'm gonna want you to tell at least three people, your wife being number one, mm-hmm. and then two other people. So I saw him again, he did it. And so it was neat. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, not obviously that he had to go through that, but he was carrying this, right. this albatross for, I mean, 50 odd years. Yeah. Right. And so he, you know, told her and then started to talk about it. And it was just, it was, it was wonderful. What you just said leads me to what I was going to ask next, which is, um, do you people, do you find yourself in a position to lead people to help or resources? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's like, it's not, I, I have a, a certain PhD now in it because I've right. met lived so many people, lived and then done so many, um, events to mm-hmm. where I've just talked to people with, with various degrees of, I had a, an event in San Francisco and, and a woman had come up to me at the end and she said her her boyfriend of, I think, six years had was a sexual abuse survivor, too. And it's nice to me because I, I, you know, a lot of the um, I'm just I'm very open about my past, whether it be my arrests or whatever drugs I've done and things like that, because it was medication and I don't have any shame over it. But so a woman came up to me in San Francisco and said that her her boyfriend was struggling with that. And and it was, you know, it was her the stepdad that had done it. And I said, well, he's like, you have advice. And I'm like, well, first of all, I said, uh, you know, is, how was he with his mom? Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's fine. I mean, he's not. He's really angry at his mom. So you need, he, you need to ask him how he really is with his mom. Because then they, they can work it out a little bit more. Because the mom, she's supposed to protect him. That yeah. happened for a couple of years. And I'm like, there's a lot of, even though he's not talking about it, there's a lot of unresolved with his, with his mother. And um, then we had a, another woman at an event where, like even like with like sexual stuff, yeah. You know, like she's more sexual than than the boyfriend, and so now she's getting lingerie and you know, dyeing her hair blonder. I mean, and I'm like, mm-hmm. or just ask him maybe because yeah. Now they're at that they're at that part in a relationship where he's saying no, mm-hmm. so she's trying to get sexier. And I'm like, or ask him what, what his fantasies are. You know, yeah. Ask him what he likes. Not, even if it's not you, mm-hmm. you have to really kind of allow him to talk. I don't know. 
watch a sexy movie together. Yeah. But getting sexier and trying harder is not, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, kind of because a lot of it. Communication. 100%. And yeah. that, and that the, you know, the brain leads to a hard penis. Yeah. Right. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not working. just always that sex will feel yeah, right. in wiles and lingerie. So, so it's, yeah, just neat. So it's kind of all, all facets of. Right. I attended the event last night. And one thing I noticed is, is you genuinely try to make connections with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I have not seen in, in this, any similar event. It's uh, usually really quick and, hey, hello, here's your signature. Yeah. Peace. Mm-hmm. My question, uh, do you find it difficult uh, to continually try to make these connections uh, at, through every state and no. every event? No, that's the easy part. It's the easy part. Getting to, like, you know, it's uh, um, this year, I um, definitely we we're flying more. Okay. Last year we put about two hundred thousand car miles, road miles, and yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're flying more, which, but yeah, getting from A to B was was the hard part. The A and the B were the easy. I mean, each event, each group of people is different. Mm-hmm. So the hardest part is kind of going in and reading what kind of group we have. Um, I started a new thing this year uh, at our first event where I I, I do um, for about half a second I wanted to be a doctor, so I read this book about like memorizing and. Because I knew I, I was going to have to memorize the uh, periodic table, and so I've just kind of used that to memorize you know, everyone's name. Wow! So, which is great because then everyone knows everyone else's name. And I think the first event we were in Torrance, we did a, a location set tour, um, like the high school and Buffy's house, and there were probably like 25, 26 people there. I didn't, you know, and boom, boom, and I got them all by the time. Is it yeah. strange to go back to those places? I yeah, I didn't know how I was. Yeah, it was the first time I'd been back. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was cathartic, definitely, but it was, uh, I was kind of neat, you yeah. know, I didn't know how I would handle it, but it was kind of cool. How many years uh, did you guys film? Uh, seven total. Seven total? Three in, at the high school. That's a big chunk of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huge, yep. Chunky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get some type of um, therapeutic, feet like, stuff from doing the events themselves? Yeah. I mean, only one time was like not creeped out, but I mean, I'm also, you know, because um, for, I saw for you lack say, of a better word, like an empath as well, which sure. probably has had a lot to do with 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 how I drank before, because mm-hmm. I used to know, you know, it's like ah, because you're kind of feeling taking on everyone's emotions as well, um, and learning how to deal with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was at an event, and uh, one of the women there had uh, Munchausen by proxy. Uh, which I'd heard about before, um, but I hadn't experienced. You know, she had a child that was very sickly and was very, got a lot of pleasure talking about her child's illnesses. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, going through the, you know, she's, she can't see. The doctor says she might have hit this place. And just like with a smile on her face, beaming. And I'm like. You felt creeped out by oh, that. Oh, yeah. it was just weird. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. Well, that was an odd one for me. Right. That was really, really, really odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how she brought it up was, you know, I'm going to kill my husband. He didn't give our child the medication. Uh, she yeah. think if she dies. And I'm like, whoa. And then we kind of start going through it. And it was, yeah, it's definitely weird. But um, for the most part, yeah, it's, I just really enjoy when people open up. I also really enjoy when, like, because uh, we do a thing where if, um, if, if a fan has, has anxiety and wants to bring a security blanket, they can bring a husband or a friend for free. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's nice. really nice. Think, yeah, feel comfortable there. Uh, and I would say, like, if we do bowling or karaoke, because a watch party is a little bit different, because, but with bowling or karaoke, 
I would say every single person who comes as as a as a as a blanket mm-hmm. has a better has the be- a better time than anyone else. Oh, yeah. like, I never knew, man. You are cool, you know. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know. I, and or I love it when people come up to me and and, and don't have words. I don't have the words to say. I'm like, I get it. You yeah. not, you know, you not having words is saying volumes. Right. That just, speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Just to give a little context to the people listening, Nicholas Brendan is a, is an actor. He was on the show uh, Criminal Minds and Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, for many years. Again, just bringing, uh, telling the audience. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners. You have a right to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> so you yourself have struggled with mental mental illness. You call me crazy? <laughs> I struggle as well. Um, Good. <laughs> right? <laughs> when did you first notice? Uh, it? Yeah, it. Young. Very young. Uh, the anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Three or four. Oh, wow. That young. I mean, yeah, very, very, very young. Having those like just weird tummy aches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then with, I have a twin. So he, um, I don't recall this so much, but I'm sure it's it's in my subconscious somewhere. But uh, we were like four or five, and we were living in this apartment complex. And Kelly uh, Kelly went missing, huh. so I don't recall it, mm-hmm. but I must re- yeah recall right. it. But he was he had been kidnapped by someone, and they went door to door their apartment complex, and um, he was gone for hours, and they found him uh, tied up in his underwear only um, yeah. in a closet. Of someone else, of someone that lived there. another apartment. They thought he was a girl because we had like these like amazing like Dutch boy haircuts. Wow. <laughs> but so yeah, so they thought he was a girl, and they found out he wasn't. So they put him in the uh, closet. Um, but then there was a time we went camping, um, and uh, in Kennedy Meadows, and so Kelly walked. I mean, we were probably seven or eight at this point. Mm-hmm. Now he walked way up uh, up up river, mm-hmm. and he was missing. And that I remember because my mom and my dad both left to search for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm alone at the campground. And it's a weird thing to be that young. And, mm-hmm. and, and then so they found him. He just, he'd wandered way, way, way up. And um, and, and so the, and then it's kind of like, ah, oh, so I had this weird separation like when for the longest time, I, I would get grounded a lot. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, because I was such a sweet kid. They said it was for talking a lot, but I had, I had such a bad stutter after I was molested that I didn't really talk much. Um. But um, I, would, I wouldn't allow him out of my sight. So, but I would get grounded, like if I was grounded for a whole summer and he'd go to our, our friend Chad and Eric's house and I would, I said, call me when you get there. And then he, he wouldn't call. And then I would like, I would like, like call incessantly mm-hmm. to the, to nothing, to this ringing of 80, 90 times. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was talking to my higher power at that particular moment and I said, I w- we're about to start driving. I'm like, please take this away from me because I can't like, because that, you know, and it was lifted, but man, that's, that was a weird one. So. Um, and then if you kind of just like, I'm looking at it, you know, when I was even shooting Buffy, I think the what season one or two, um, Kelly would have to come over and do my dishes because I would, I just wouldn't, you know, I would never do laundry. I would just buy new stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So I, so looking at that one apartment, mm-hmm. it was complete depression. Yeah. I just thought I was too busy. And then also shooting, you're too busy to even think about it. But once we stopped, then I, like, the drinking became heavier to kind of quell emotions. Mm-hmm. When I was shooting Buffy, I had to drink probably about two um, two tumblers of tequila before I was able to talk to okay. my girlfriend at the oh. time. No, 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 I never drank a word. This is when okay. I got home from work, just okay. to kind of, you know, be able to, to relax and then talk about my day. Um, and then that drinking became, you know. Heavier. Heavier and heavier and heavier. And then so it's kind of, I really started talking, you know, I, I, after the arrests, um, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I should probably start talking about, 
um, what's going on. You know? So that's when you started to um, think about helping yourself. Yeah, after, and also yeah, and and a huge part of it is is like because it's not an excuse, you know. I mean, because I was I was resting a lot, like I think fourteen times, and yeah. um, so I, you know, TMZ was like all over each arrest, and I remember I had been arrested one time, and they I owed it to them to talk. Okay. So <laughs> that's their, you know, it's their scoop. So I'm talking to live on TMZ, you know, it's them too, and they're grilling me, you know, and I'm like. I said, all I know, man, is, you know, when I was a kid, I was molested and I've got some, you know, mental health issues, but, you know, so that was the first time I started talking about it. And then uh, this whole tour about mental health just kind of came about. It was almost like failing forward. I was in a very bad relationship back in L.A. and I was not going to go home. And so my business partner kind of came up with the idea with me and it really took off. So I, it, it's not like I saw this thing of like, oh, I can help the people, mm-hmm. you know, but they helped me. I mean, they they're helping to keep me alive as well right now. So and I'm not talking monetarily because, right. um, you know, when people talk about he's fleecing his fans, like, well, I mean, I spent about $40,000 of my own money last year and I don't have $40,000. Yeah, you paid for all, you, you're telling me you paid for all the bowling and. Yeah. And it, I'll feed them. Yeah. I'll let them eat cake. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so it's really, it, it, it became, yeah, it's kind of like people say, did you know that Buffy was going to be this, this big of an icon? I'm like, of course not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was happy I had an acting job. Sure. Did I know that the, that these events were going to be as cathartic for me? And of course not. Right. They just happen. Yeah, uh, it sounds like that talking about your own experience with mental illness could make you so vulnerable, right? Like you were saying, they're grilling people. Grill you because well, Harvey. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's TMZ. Right. That's their kind of MO. Yeah, style. of course, of course, of course. But you know, I I, I owed them nothing. No, of course. You know, but I had a platform, and the other thing, social media is such a fucking shit show but uh without social media i would would have a hard time doing these events yeah so i have to i have to take the good with the bad yeah the the trolls so is there ever moments where you mm, wish you weren't as open it seems like you're very open and you're comfortable with it there's more benefit for you and for other people yeah i mean i will talk about anything and everything a couple things i can't because it's still in the legal system but once that's done i will talk about anything and everything you know i'm supposed to do these uh panel talks over at uh, cons and stuff about um, how uh, cons it's basically cons and, 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 and fandom and, and comic cons and how they and so there are a couple of people that were on the panel who didn't want me there because I hadn't talked about past transgressions mm-hmm. and I'm like bullshit and I've talked about everything mm-hmm. to I can't because they're in the system but they're still open you know it. so it's kind of like alright cool so it's like to each their own right but yeah so I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open. I mean, I mean, after I'd gotten molested, I had to change schools and, um, and my, my best friend at the time in sixth grade when I changed schools was, it was, uh, it's always funny because before, right before seventh grade, it's first and last name. Yes. My best friend when I was in fifth grade, no, you know what I mean? So it's first and last. But I remember saying, what, this, don't you feel weird? Yeah, this just happened. And I didn't even really, I was open about it. You know, I didn't tell everyone, I didn't even tell LAPD everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm like, he's going away and now I'm embarrassed. And so I told Kelly, my twin eventually later, but, um, so he's like, wow. And it's true. It only happened months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, it wasn't my fault. I said, right. So I knew that then, but yeah. it still doesn't, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's definitely affected my life. I don't know how, mm-hmm. cause there's only two, there are only two possibilities. Having been a human being not molested. Or even being molested, and I was molested, so I don't know that sliding door. I don't right. know how I was that just life thinking would be. Of the I just know door. how I am right now, mm-hmm. and it's not great. 
now. Yeah. Being a male is, it's a, it's something. Wait a second. You're a, you're a male? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Whoa. From time to time. Well, I read this wrong. My eyes deceived me. Apparently. I do have feminine features. <laughs> I thought you were a pregnant female. Are you calling me fat now? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I'll pick up on certain words and you just said male. It's like one time my girlfriend said so we had just met and we were, um, we actually met on the road and she came to one of my events and then I said, you're coming with me. But so we were um, in Pikeville and it was in Kentucky and, um, we had room service, and she's like, yes, the gentleman just came. And I'm like, what? The gentleman? <laughs> really? And I'm like, and I'm like, are you high right now? <laughs> okay, cool. Yes, the gentleman. Did the gentleman come? Good. <laughs> and was the gentleman, was he to your liking? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Being a male, <laughs> words are fun and funny. Uh, I just never hear a male refer to themselves as, as a male. Being a male. Well, it's with, almost with, like you're talking yourself into it. I am a male. Sometimes I got to. <laughs> Sometimes I have to be like, all right, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm also a dude. Yeah. I'm a dude male. I'm a dude male. Making chain male. I'm a fat dude male with feminine features. <laughs> it's because your skin is so beautiful. It's, it's lustrous. It? Oh Thanks. my God. Jesus. And it's red. I'm you're radiant. red right now. I am. Good God. Glowing. That's uh, fantastic. <laughs> This is going to be released to people. <laughs> to people, to, to maybe even to males. <laughs> Where do we go from here now? Oh, to the females, perhaps. Let's go to the females. Uh-oh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, You're a female? <laughs> Jesus, my God. <laughs> so you like to sing. <laughs> I, do. I do. Very much, very much so. Last night you did... Uh, I did rock. I did rock. Rocky I did, I did Sweet Transvestite, um, which is just so much fun. And, you know, I, I, I initially w did it to pay homage to Tony Head, who played Giles on Buffy, because mm -hmm. he played Frankenfurter in London. And then I just I realized how f much fun Frankenfurter is. Mm -hmm. And I listened to the whole, like, I got into the Rock Your um, on the Road mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and the passion that Tim Curry sings with. And, mm -hmm. and so that was kind of what got me. And then I just started singing it, and I realized that I'm pretty, pretty good at it. And, um, yeah, this was fun. Uh, something I noticed yesterday uh, from the little time we talked is and something that resonates with me as well is being an entertainer uh, and having heart and like that artistic. Yeah. If you see, it's the you, the, the happiness runs amok to her because I give a muck. I was really, we're kind of, I'm really happy with coming up with that one. I mean, I was super happy about, you know, kicking depression and the gutter balls because it was played with my hashtag. But with this one, I, you know, at one point, I wanted to call it the um, what was it the 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 happy happy happiness happy happy tour, you know what I mean? And just kind of you know it was really just to say that. And mm -hmm. then I, and for some reason, like, I remember like um, like just words were kind of popping in my head. I'm like a muck. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool, a muck. Yeah, I'm gonna use a muck in this one, mm -hmm. and it sounds like fuck. <laughs> so that's why it's like yes. I give a muck. You know what I mean? So right. it really, it just worked, and mm -hmm. it's kind of I, I just for me, I you know I I'm pretty good at um, like writing and, and ideas and I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give myself a pat on the back for, you know, I, the one thing that I, that, that I kind of preach is I had an event in Eugene and there was a, there was a girl there, I think 15 or 16, um, that, that, that drew. And, you know, I'm like, like, this is great. I'm like, you know, do you, know, do you, do you think you're good? She's like, mm, I, don't know. I said, I said, own it. If you're good at something, own it. 
I was in Fresno just just before that, and I was talking to people, and I'm like, you know, I'm really good. I'm really, I'm a, I'm a real, I'm a good actor, and I'm mm-hmm. a really good writer. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, oh, hello, ego. And I'm like, no, bullshit. It's not ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I say no, I'm not. Oh, I don't know if I'm coy about it. I'm asking for a compliment. Sure. No, right. you're great. Kind of fishing. No, I'll let you know. I think, oh yeah, I'm good. Like I'll, I'm able to watch me, and that, that's my like, great great job. You know, um, and I'm able to come up with an idea and say, great job. You know, we had a we, we had a person about four, four, four or five times. She's like, you know, you know, I'm like, and I'm 55, and you know, she was the kind of woman who came with her husband, and she's like, go go and tell him, tell him that thing, and I'm like, he'll tell me when he wants to tell me, you know, <laughs> just very kind of a great, just like, mm. and she was a singer, like so. Anyway, so she's like, um, anyway, so I'm 55, and then she stops, she's like, that Teresa must tell me you don't look 55. She did like three or four times, and I finally said, hey, no, I said, I said, I don't. Um, I don't do that kind of shtick, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and you're fishing, so fishing for a compliment and I'm not doing that shtick, you know, only because she was so pushy, mm-hmm. like that type of personality I have a hard time with, but so, and that's so, that equates to, oh, I'm not good. Yes, you are. Now, right. It's okay to acknowledge certain things. Yeah. Really, really, really bother about me. Something. And the fishing is one of those things that right. does bother me. Yeah. So, yeah. So own it. Yeah. Ego's not bad. Too much ego's bad. Yeah. Nothing that we have innately. Um, it's 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 the lack of. Let's say you're uh, like a sociopath. You have lack of empathy. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, which so that's kind of. But if we have it all, if we're lucky enough to not be a sociopath, um, then great. You know, uh, honor the things that you're good at. So yeah. speaking of fans, uh, quick question. I thought I was good at picking gender, but nope, nope. <laughs> you're terrible. Horrible. Apparently. Definitely a male over here. Okay, dokie. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, do you find uh, is it <laughs> Jesus Lordy? Is it is it difficult for some of your fans to separate you from your character? Yeah, some. I hate how you, how you handle that. Do you have to like My tell man, them like, I'm, look, I'm not I'm nope. not that guy on a TV. I don't like to correct people. Okay, fair. Enough. I don't. They'll, they'll feel bad if people are being ignorant. Sure. I'll correct. But if you want to call me Xander, you want to call me Kevin, call me that. It's do not making my day or life any worse. Do you have a uh, problem with sometimes separating yourself from that character um i mean he's such an iconic at least no i mean obviously it's like doing something for when you do a tv show um in comparison to a movie the writers will 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 come down a lot more to set especially new writers to get your your cadence how you speak how you what kind of jokes you tell because it's easier for them to write Mm -hmm. like so they put a little you in 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 it yeah yeah I mean, Xander's a lot me in terms of the timing on all that stuff. Sure. You know, that we just watched the Zeppo last night. And yeah. It was actually, it turned out to be a really kind of failing forward mixed blessing, but we, lo- we lost the audio for a bit. Yeah, I remember. And we had the, uh, the um, subtitles were up. So then I took the microphone and I just started acting. So as I was playing everyone's parts, uh, you know, like the... The bully. The bully and then me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just, I'm sure it kind of, and, and me saying my, my lines again. Um, I'm like that. But this is, I was doing it. I'm like, oh wow, this is really failing forward. This is great, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then it was probably gone for about five, five minutes. You say, yeah. And then it came back on, and then I'm like, sweet. And then I kind of walked off, and people like just applauded. And that was mm-hmm. really kind of cool to have that. So yeah, like blessings like that. When you you kind of you know that you're doing like you're doing it right. Some mm-hmm. like the the powers that be say, all right, yeah. Like failing, I I love failing forward. Right. Yeah. Because it means that take it's whatever's like, happening. Well, car- like karma, you're doing the, the right thing. Mm-hmm. And also too, with I had a micro, and I just got in the microphone because my voice was going away. So I was kind of like, 
it just worked. Every, I think timing wise was great. And yeah. yeah, people, you know, were kind of like, I'm like, the sound's out. And then so who wants to fucking read? Right. So yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was crazy. It was the, it's to unique. Me the best part. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it was unique. Yeah. And it's like something you, who gets to see the person You know, one of the there. things about like when I was, you know, yeah, I was in and out of AA for like 13 years, and there are a lot of great tenets of AA sure. that I've used today. And one of them is uh, get lost in solution. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And fake it till you make it, which is so much, you know, uh, to where it's like, not like, because uh, most people are, hey, how you doing? If you don't know, if you don't really know that person, and that person says, hey, not great. Yeah. Not well. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, what do I do with not this? The, yeah, sorry to hear that. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but it's like, and it's not like I don't give a shit, but it's kind of like if you say not, not well, you, you feel your serotonin change. If you feel like, hey, how you doing? Great, man, great. You smile a little bit. It, you know, it really can affect. You can trick your brain into mm-hmm. that, into feeling feeling well. It's, and with like bad words and stuff, you know, and fuck is not a bad word and shit is not a bad word. It's always the intention behind the word, mm-hmm. you know, because fuck means fornication under consent of the king. <laughs> it's an acronym. Shit means, <laughs> shit means store high in transit. <laughs> so I could say I love you with hate in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it's then saying you fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, with, this, with, it's love. Kind of, with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always the attention behind, behind the words. I don't think there was a question, but uh, it's a great answer. Yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was talking about words, like true words of hate. That's right. Thoughts yes, of good. Yes. <clears throat> um, that was my tangent. My, I, 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 I digress. I apologize. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, there's a book where if you write love on, a, on, 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 on this water bottle. Oh, yeah. You might hate. On that yes. one, like audit water bottle, and you put it and you put those little uh, uh, whatever the, the microscope, the mm-hmm. atoms on them. It, they're just complete. It changes the the cell, whatever the that, structure yeah. of the water. From like what and, the and hate is like really like cancer, and love is just these beautiful snowflakes. Was it right? in like what the bleep? It, oh, I actually read a whole book on it. I, oh, okay. I, it there's was, a yeah, book I saw it recently. Yeah, but it's, it's wonderful. Um, I mean, how great is that? Yeah, I'll I'll look up the I have the book at home. I'll put it in the show notes because yeah. it is a great book. Yeah, it's, really it's cool. the power of intention. I was blown yes. away yes. when I read that. You know, and it's kind of I'm like, wow. I mean, words are so. It's like you know to be it's it's just we I was I was blown away when I saw how even like the the most what is it what is it cells what was that what did that that thing they put on the atoms whatever it is that changes you yeah, know, yeah. Um, the molecular structure thank you thank you thank you. Um, how we're all disconnected, mm-hmm. completely connected, and like this water bottle even is, is moving. Yeah, yeah it's alive. Like in right. a string theory. That's crazy. Type type. Well, yeah. Energy. I'm and, talking and, more Schrodinger's cat. Sure. <laughs> He's either alive or dead. He's not both. I'll just say that. Right. right? Uh, spoiler alert. Interesting question. Talk to. Uh, what, you're gonna ask one right now. Yeah. Sorry. It's about time. It is about time. <laughs> Like you said, uh, you didn't know the show was going to blow up how it did, Mm -hmm. but it did. And now you have You have blue in your hair and I love that. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) You've left a mark on the world, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think a lot of people struggling, at at least for me, I aspire to is why I do this. I I would like to help and I'd like to leave my, my mark. You can do it one of two ways. Like that with President Trump, I'm sorry, with fucker Trump. Yeah, I don't know President. It's his mark. I think he wants to start World War Three. Mm. You know, and just to, just because to, that's what a narcissist sociopath 
a psychopath does, and I think he's all three of those things. But you know, it's great that you want to leave a mark in a positive way. There are a lot of people, and I apologize sorry for interrupting, but that well, I've talked to so many people about how this, that Buffy got them through depression or bad, bad right. times, and now you know, ironically, it's you know, it's like here I am uh, using that platform mm-hmm. to talk about my depression with a show that helps so many. I say this thing, and I you know, and I I'll stand by it, but like you know, if I had if I was on say. You know, like with Charmed, we'll say Charmed, right? Okay. Where, you know, the girls, they, they all became producers on it and they all directed. So, you know, we did not become producers and, and I didn't, wouldn't want to be and I wouldn't want to direct an episode because the, uh, Joss, it was, the, Joss, it was, it was his vision. Yeah. If, if you're on a show that allows the actors to start directing, then it's a good, so it might be a good show, but it's not what that was. But if I was, did seven years of a show and then like the, the improv was, was, was Charmed, I would be like, we put a bullet in my brain. You know what I mean? Right. At least I mean, with all the hard work that we did. You created a universe. There is this, you know, mm-hmm. thing that I can look back on with pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's continuing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's even cra- to, yeah. It's to like today. dark matter. It's a place yeah. that keeps building energy. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking shit about Charmed at all. No, no. I get what you're nice saying. it's nice to see a, a, to, there's, a, there's a, a show that really. There's a distinct it, difference. It almost is a deity in itself. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's building this kind of. Universe. Mystique. Yeah. Did acting play a role in, in your depression? Um, um, or the show in general? No. No. Well, it's hard because, you know, I, you know, becoming a celebrity is yeah, weird. Yeah, being in the public eye. I had only really been acting at the time for about two months and, and, and wow. how I got You were a PA story. before, right? Yeah, and I got fired. And they, we, and it was on a show called Dave's World. And, um, yeah, there was a part uh, for um, for college player, uh, college player, college student on Dave's World. And so they, they said, Nikki, we want you to play the college player. In the show, so for that week I wasn't a PA. I was going to rehearsal, and you know, it's a three camera. So, um, and we taped on Thursday, and I, 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 I gotta find that. By the way, I gotta find that, that footage. episode. Yeah, but um, so then you know, I was kind of I was, I was an actor and whatever, and I so I get back on Monday, and Michael Petock, who's the head of like he, he takes care, he's the producer that's hiring, firing, like the money guy, the non-creative producer. I was called into his office. He's like, please close the door. And I'm like, oh, man. He's like, oh, Woods, you're fired. We don't, you're a horrible PA. But we all here think that you should be acting. Wow. Because I didn't even know that they were, you know. Failing forward, if you will. Essentially, yes. So if you. Seems like it'd be a theme. So I had not wanted, I'd acted um, about a year and a half prior and did like probably five or six commercials and a couple um, guest spots. But I wasn't having fun, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, our best friend uh, at the time, uh, Jennifer McComb, um, his mom. Was a manager, like you know, uh, Kathy McGum. I love her, and she talked like New York, you know, just a little you know, smoked incessantly. And so Kathy and I actually became really great friends. So when Kelly would come over to see Jen or whatever, Kathy and I would just kind of sit in the back and smoke cigarettes and stuff. And it was just really, really wonderful. But she'd always say, "When are you going to act?" I'm like, "I'm not acting, Kathy." And so when I got fired from that job, and my girlfriend had just left me for my best friend too, which is. Um, so I was just kind of, I was a shell. I don't like, fuck, whatever. So I drove over to Kathy's house and I'm like, let's do it. Let's act. The next day I uh, met with Iris Burton, who uh, was um, F- uh, River and Phoenix, Phoenix's agent, signed with her. And that next day I had two, two to three auditions a day. And I booked Buffy uh, about two months after. That. I should have still been a PA in Dave's World. Mm-hmm. So yeah, failing forward, yeah, 100%. And, and, ha- and they were such a big part of that. Like, we think you should act. I was working at a restaurant called Kate Mandolini, which is no longer there because it was in LA and I drove by it. Mm-hmm. It's a high-end restaurant. It was a place where you get if you get written up twice, you're done. And, and it's it's crisp, crisp white mm-hmm. with long white aprons. Crisp, crisp, crisp. 
and know the specials and know them by heart. I didn't read the specials because I didn't feel. <laughs> if I did, it's like, gee, the specials, I'm like, yeah. I wasn't a dick. Yeah. You know, and my and I would come in, I had like, my ties were always stained. I was never. Not Chris. Oh, and stoked. Oh, it stuff. sounds like me right now. It looked, disgu- <laughs> I mean, it really, it's, it, it wasn't horrible, but it's like, you know, which one, which one of these is different from the other? And Rebecca, our GM, um, she never once wrote me up. People are getting written up all the time. And, and sitting home, get out and think about what you've done. And so finally, when I booked Buffy, um, I had to quit Kate Mandolini to shoot the pilot. And we all, she and, and the GM, she all went out. We all took me out to, a play, to, to play pool. And so everyone went out, and Rebecca was there. And uh, so I asked you a question. I said, why, why did you never write me up? Like, you know, it's like, why? Because I should have, every day I should have been written up. And she said, I, I knew that you were going to book something. You, wouldn't, you weren't going to be here that long. Hmm. And I'm like, wow. That's you nice. know, 100%. So, right. I mean, yeah. There were people who were in your sphere at that time that saw this trajectory for you and saw yeah. that you were going places. It was just really kind of like, but I had to be going through that heartbreak. I had to, you know, I had to t- take in that time off. Mm-hmm. Then things that were out of my control, being fired. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a horrible PA. It was that they thought I should act. You know, I remember like as a PA too, where it's like, you know, that's the lowest on the totem pole, right? And so we would tape on Thursdays. And I was, and so uh, when you're taping, all the writers um, are huddled up uh, in front of a monitor uh, as we tape to see if a joke works, if it mm-hmm. sticks, if it doesn't, if it lands. And so they're coming up with new jokes, you know. And I'm behind with them, pitching jokes. PA doesn't even, doesn't do that. Yeah. You, if you're a PA, it's like, who the f- yeah, but it's like no. You can get in trouble for that if anything. You can fire. Yeah, but it wasn't. I was fired because they thought that my my skill set, while it wasn't horrible as a PA, would be better if, if I were in entertaining. And that and that was very very sweet because without without being fired, yeah, I would not be here right now calling you a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna stick. I know it. It's totally gonna stick. Poor Chris. <laughs> um. I get, uh, so the, the question. I have the cruelest of intentions. <laughs> right? Uh, back to the question. Did uh, acting in the show affect your mental health? <laughs> I or, don't know. Or did it's the hard show end? Did the show ending? Of course. I'm not yeah. good at saying goodbyes, you right? know, but it's, I, I don't, I would have people say, what's it like being a twin? I'm like, I don't know. I've always been a twin. What's it like being a single birth? Right? I don't know. I mean, yeah. it didn't, um, I, I, I always had it in me. So, um, you know, we'll say no. Sure. It, 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 it didn't, it, it didn't like exacerbate it. It didn't make, it's, you know, probably actually like tamped it down a little bit. But I mean, there, t- I, I definitely, as, as the fame became bigger, I, um, I definitely, it was, I had to do different things, but I've always been the kind of person where it's like, when I was in relationships at the time, the girlfriends were at, the, at one, one point, a wife, I would see them kind of uh, become really too used to the celebrity lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm where they would want to have a bodyguard and or or do, book under a different name at the hotel and when i would see that where it's like well i'm not a, i would end up breaking up with them because it wasn't about me it was about like you know the perks of it uh-huh. mm-hmm. so i'm like ew i have and i've had two two different girlfriends uh give me an ultimatum of, um kelly can't come over to the house anymore my twin brother and i'm like Whoa. you just at that point you, you know yeah you just dug your grave six feet at you know and i'm right. gonna bury you alive you know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? You know? That's your family. My twin. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had You're the, born at the same. I mean, three minutes. Part so, of the same. And so this is how it is. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it. So 
my mom four eleven, right, ninety five pounds, and and um, Kelly and I had the same body position and the same heartbeat for the first eight months, so they didn't know that she was having twins, and, wow. and so they put my mom on diet pills because she was gaining too much weight, which uh, you know makes sense. Yeah, not right. You got any speed on you? Right. <laughs> but so I um, so then the the, the, the second heartbeat came. Like, stop taking the diet pills. Oh my you shouldn't God. have started anyway. Who did that? We'll talk about that later. But stop. So. To me, that's that's very special. And then I have this re- I had this reoccurring dream um, since I was a child. And when I have the dream, it's like my brain is just filled with serotonin mm-hmm. and dopamine, and it's like oh. So I had it about like five or six years ago for the la- for the, the most recent time. And I talked to Kelly. I said, "Hey, I um, I had this this dream last night that I've had probably five or six times in my lifetime. And um, and when I have it, it's uh, I just feel so happy and positive." And I said, I, I, I walk up these stairs and uh, to, this, to a second floor and I open a door and it's a big empty room with hardwood floors, like big, you know, and windows. And Kelly says, is there an elephant in the corner? And I'm like, no way. And he's like, and then do you float up to it <laughs> to where you get so close you can see like his skin? Oh my God. But also your peripheral vision is, is also completely like every, you, you're seeing everything. And I'm like... Fuck you. <laughs> you know, because your dreams are, that's your, that's just subconscious. Yeah. So the fact, yeah, when he said, is there an elephant in the corner? I'm like, good God. Whenever I tell a story, I get, I get, I get chills. I got chills. Yeah. yeah that's intense. Me. I mean, really, it's that, that was like, you know, so yeah. From Kelly, our dreams are not, are not. Your uh, own. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I, I was angry, but also that's special. Yeah. Because I'm like, I was that baby that kind of came. Yeah, you know, I was the second heartbeat. Yeah. Does he? And, uh, I can, and I can turn water into wine. I have a or make theory a lot of about sandwiches that, for a by lot the of way. My theory is this goes as such. Jesus didn't die on the cross. He's not really a martyr. He, when he found out that he can make water into wine, he died at the age of 29, alone, an alcoholic of cirrhosis. <laughs> he just never left his, his rock apartment. Yeah. They're like, what do we do with this? Um, tell them everyone that he was crucified for your sins. Seems legit. Yeah, more as legit as the Bible. Right. An- another story that's gained momentum over the years. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I believe that Santa Claus and Jesus are the same person, right? Why not? Santa Claus is just the clown at Jesus's birthday party. Some <laughs> Mark Maron joke. <laughs> We can cut this out if you don't want to talk about this. Um, we both watched the Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. and we both <laughs> agreed that he, I'm, I don't know what I can speak. Yeah. Well, which one did you did you watch I, both? I watched both. Uh, the one where I walked off. Yeah. And he uh, in both the videos, he seems like a complete douche. He is. He was. Well, <laughs> well, the first one was this, and I saw the writing on the wall. But mm. um, I said, if there's if this is any type of sabotage, if you're making this into a Maury Povich, yes. I'm gonna walk. Off, I'm gonna fucking walk off. Ah, uh, so before it happened, you had that in your mind, like well, this could- uh, yeah, because the people like they contacted my dad and. They were flying people in, you know, I'm oh. like, no, I'll talk about stuff. And and the second that it happened, uh-huh. I'm like, I said, I told you I wouldn't fucking do it, you know, and I, and I walked off and then Phil, you know, to his credit, you know, vetted it a little bit hmm. and, it, and, and it was that way. So that producer that was, she got fired oh. and she blames me. I said, no. So when we did it, they reached out and they um, said, you can pick the place. We can do it. At, we can do it at a coffee shop. We can do it anywhere you want. There'll be no audience. Mm-hmm. So I just do it at the, at the studio because it was just easier. But yeah, he still, it, it's hard to get past looking at the size of his head. 
<laughs> you cannot not look at it. You know well, what I mean? So I watched the interview and I. Then all my timeline was like, and this and this. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, yeah. whatever. Sure. You know, it's, it's like, A, you're not a doctor. And B, I think it's your name. Phil is the worst name possible. Right. Well, but, so I'm a therapist and I was thinking about it from a mental health perspective. You have someone who comes and says, I want to talk about all the shame that's associated with depression and mental right, illness. Right. So as someone they wanted just to talk about the arrests, right. it wasn't really about the mental health, you know, and also to be the, uh, <clears throat> the savior with, you know, the, the rehab in Florida, you know, mm -hmm. and I was there for like a hundred days. And, uh, you know, I was in that relationship that I was in where, um, where I got arrested twice and right. I really can't talk about until they're out of the court system. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's amazing. And, and I really can't wait to talk about the New York. It's just, there's just stuff that, that, that just really sucked about everything. But, mm -hmm. So I wanted just to get away from that. Like, honestly, it's like, yeah, I'll take the 100 days. You know, and it was for, like, CEOs and celebrities. So we can have our cell phone still. I still was able okay. to work. Um, but, yeah, I just didn't want to be with that person. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of, it was just. Take a break. and. Oh, my God. I'm that, that, Oh, man. If I can, I usually don't say if I can do anything different. Because, like, even with my being molested, it's like, I. it made me who I am. You have a unique perspective. Yeah. And uh, I would I would definitely not have ever dated that woman. Mm. Um, I, w I wouldn't have. And typically, it, I, I would. It's like whatever, you know, I'll, 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 I'll be a big boy take, but not. Yeah, take the pain. With Which you know, meeting uh, guys, if you're, you know, and and we self medicate. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was self medicating, and I was in a bar a lot. You know, if you're meeting a woman at a bar because you're both there at the same time, as many times a week, probably you should. Red flag. Have, yeah. Also, too, I find that, you know, I, I talk to people about, like, um, uh, being being a sociopath. And, uh, you know, there's a thing where it's like, if you're on a Tinder date or whatever, you know, or plenty of fish, you know, and you got me for coffee, yawn three times in the first five minutes. Three to five times. Mm -hmm. They don't yawn back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they, because oh. it's an empathetic reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So. I've heard this. Just mm -hmm. kind of say, I'm going to go up and go to the bathroom and don't come back. It's not Find their fault, but you shouldn't. You don't need started. to be no, the, no way. the uh -uh. collateral damage. No, not at all. Yeah. Interesting story. I wrote a Wait, letter. Wait, mine was or you're going to tell one? I'm going to tell one. Okay. So, but mine wasn't interesting? It was. This guy. <laughs> I love this banter. That's what I do. I bring banter. Uh, I wrote the cast of Buffy a letter when I was 10 years old inviting you guys. Oh, we got it. Inviting you guys to my 10th birthday party. Mm -hmm. And who uh, showed up? No one. No one. <laughs> this no one. <laughs> I did get a signed letter back, but I'm pretty sure my stepmom found uh, it. And decided it. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's wonderful. She denies it to today, but. Just go with it. Who cares? Don't ask her. Just think that's that's exactly what happened. Because we didn't give it to you. <laughs> you don't recall? <laughs> It was your stepmom. Summer of 98. <laughs> Are you guys close? Do you love your stepmom? Yeah. See, that's great. Go with that. Don't question it. Yeah, fair enough. Stop thinking about it. We talked about this. It's ruining the relationship. <laughs> I know when you were 10. But honey. <laughs> Again, people share these personal stories with, with, with uh, Buffy and, and, and you. A, um, does that ever get tiring taking on all of this? Yeah, that's the thing about it. But with, especially with the impact stuff. I met somebody. It was, I was in Eugene, Oregon. And there was a, um, a woman who I met in the tour and, and, and Eugene, and she was talking about it. She's like, and she walked up to me because she, she's like, you know, you're an empath, right? And mm. I'm like, oh, first of all, I'd heard that. That was in Matura, that was in California. And she's like, and you have to be very careful with it because um, you also think, carry it. But things will attach to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And, and she's like, yeah, I have one right now. Right oh, here. wow. So, and I'm like, yeah, so it's very much, a lot of, the, like, I, I think a lot of alcoholics are, are, are empaths. Yeah. But being aware of it, and, I, and then I started to be more aware of it, because um, my obsession to drug and drink, and I hate the, I hate the, uh, take pen to paper. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, 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 it drove me to the drug and drink. You know, <laughs> the obsession was lifted, which, you know, thank God. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of it had to do with taking, you know, it's not a drinking problem. It's, it's a thinking problem. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of it, and again, you know, I'm not in AA anymore. I was in and out. The shame of going out to me, that's the, that's the only flaw. But we're human beings, right? right? So anything that humans touch is gonna be flawed. Mm-hmm. I just wish that there wasn't like, I, I understand the counting of days, but I, you know, if you go out, I mean, you, people will actually go out and kill themselves because of, if, if, we're, if I'm going out, man, it's not gonna be over a sip of wine, but you'll do, you'll do these things where it's kind of like the shame of it and then having to raise your hand as a newcomer again. And obviously, again, we're flawed. And then mm-hmm. the people that were there before, like she's stand drank here. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the cattiness of it. Uh, but there's a lot of greatness that comes out of it. Uh, it's not the end all be all. I mean, there yeah. are other, there are, are there are other ways to get sober. Or definitely a multi-path way. I mean, and I was yeah. also doing it in Los Angeles too, where, you know, the God thing was kind of like, you know, they really said, it's not about that, but you go to the Midwest, it's God, it's G-O-D God, oh, yeah. you know, and, uh, and that's, I would have a hard time with that one. Well, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And I really, at some point have to say, it's not the, well, I'm going to say it's not the Holy Bible, but neither is the Holy Bible. Right. You have to, let's get with the times, people. You know what I mean? Because if people are not coming in, and, and there's there are many studies that people, the millennials are not going to, to religion. So it's like you have to, I know there's we agnostics, but you know, people mm-hmm. are just stupid when it comes to that type of religion. And, or any, where yeah. it, it's where it's kind of, I just. Fanatical. But, just ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my dad's a Trump supporter. And he went to college. Yeah, so I broke up with him. And that was the last straw for me. Not changing, mm-hmm. not wanting to better yourself. You know, it's like, you, sure, I mean, I'll call you dad, but you never earned the right for me to call you dad. Hmm. I should call you Bob. For the last, for the longest time, he was trying to to get uh, my parents getting divorced and or had been divorced. Got two little brothers, Christian and Kyle, and he was suing my mom for full custody because he wanted his the child support to go down. So I started calling him, "Hey, Pap Schmear. I call him Pap Schmear. <laughs> and he's like, "Stop <laughs> calling me that." I said, "Well, then don't do what you're doing this." Yeah. So I called him Pat Schmear for a while. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, not for you, but yeah. for me. <laughs> that's what you deserve to be called. Yeah. Because mm. I mean, uh, there's, there's, it's not fun, Pat Schmear. I can only imagine no. having that cold steel between my legs. Are, 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 there, <laughs> are there things you do on a daily basis to kind of... Pat Schmear? Yeah, you do Pat Schmears on a daily basis. Free Pat Schmears, eh? Yeah, uh, you, you Pat Schmears. <laughs> Hot nuts, hot salty nuts, yeah. Cold beer, patch man. <laughs> what are some of the things you do on a daily basis that uh, you to like check in with yourself to keep to deal with your depression? Patch yeah. Get your patch Yeah. To check in. Uh, Waking up first of all. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, really, because I sleep like I'm in a coma. Mm. Coffee. Co- yeah, Starbucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mermaid. And then, um, but on the daily, there's nothing that would, uh, uh, that would be considered, what's it like when you do something every day? Like a routine, yeah, a regimen, no. that's been helpful It's almost too. the opposite. I need to be... Um, Flowy. Yeah. 
I, I'm on I, I'm high spectrum autism, and and I remember my mom. I was like the third time I was in rehab. I've been to I've been to like essentially ten rehabs. Okay, seven rehabs, but then three detox centers. Mm-hmm. Again, it was just to get away. My mom had said, "Yeah, hey, but ask your therapist there if uh, he or she thinks you might have Asperger's." And I'm like, eh. so I'm like, ma, and so and now I've it's the I do, but I'm like it was, that was never even discussed. So my mom had known since I was probably a child. Because mm-hmm. I used to rock on my hands and knees until I discovered rocking chairs. And that was by the age of nine. You know, and I'd hit my head against the wall mm. when I was a baby. To, you know, I still do. I, that's, I, that's the moving. Um, so I've embraced it. But okay. it's, um, I have to move. I got to move. And, and it's exhausting. I'm sure. Like yesterday was just really rough because I you know, was um, really, really planning. Hoping to get the time to kind of, because we woke up, I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning. And so get to kind of come and then have two or three hours to kind of chill in the room, get ready, and then head. But with um, with the cancellations of our flights and stuff, we drove straight from the airport to the event. And I was just like out of sorts and, you know, I'm ahead. And, you know, I think, I, think what, I think what we learned is that we have to plan better, don't we, Sarah? We have to plan better. I blame you. I think Looking at you. Looking at you. I think what I learned from from all that, because uh, I followed your I follow your events. What what I've learned is that it, at least the people that go to your events are very com- like warming to that. They they didn't care that you were a little. They they genuinely. Oh yeah. Just wanted you to be there. There wasn't any 100%. animosity of like oh. oh Nikki's Nikki's late or anything of that nature. It was just when he gets here, he'll get here, and mm-hmm. we'll have a great time together. Yeah, it was more of my kind of. I'm like oh, you know. It's like I, I needed a little kind of decompressing time. So mm-hmm. had to kind of, it, it took me a little, a little longer to kind of warm up. I like to kind of, there's so much, it's like I, I, when I shoot a show or whatever, I like to have a long drive. So when I was shooting Buffy, I was living in the Hollywood Hills and shooting in Santa Monica. I love that 40 to five minutes to an hour to just decompress and to kind of get into that zone. Like Alanis Morissette, nothing ironic about that. Just really bad luck. Right. A little you know bit of, and a little rain on your wedding day, which <laughs> don't you think? It, it, it's not optimal, but you know, it's not ironic. Do, do you think that plagued unless, America? Like unless, unless like something where maybe the the man she's marrying is a weatherman, right? right. It has to. It, it can't. You know, it like you know what right. I mean. But do you do you think that song? Uh, or or if he owns like his family like owns like an umbrella right, factory, right? Yeah, <laughs> ironic, yeah. And they didn't bring umbrellas. They didn't bring exactly. There's the irony there. Do you think that song changed America's perspective of irony and understanding? <laughs> I don't think anyone knew to begin with. You know, you really have to deep dive it, you know? <laughs> I, I say maybe it's ironic because we're still talking about how it's not ironic. Right. Maybe maybe that was her long play or long con. <laughs> it's the long con. She finally got there. We covered well, a lot. Well, we did an hour. Oh, I yeah. guess I lied to you. I, I said you got a half, half hour tops of a busy man. I've got pap smears out there. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you. No. It's going to be interesting. Okay, get the stirrups, please. <laughs> this is intense. Uh, what did you expect? I did not know what to expect, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Uh, this is went way better than than I could have ever, ever imagined. imagined. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask one last question of what, uh, what you think... Maybe you can tell us, ask this question a little bit better. Okay, I'll try to translate. Like some tips? um, Yeah, like something you would maybe say to someone out there who might be listening that is struggling struggling? right now and is feeling ashamed and doesn't know what to do. Wait, don't be ashamed of it, which is easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. I've I've never had this shame. Even with the the arrests, there was shame. Um, when I was like trashing hotel, there was the, also the knowledge that I was taking a sleeping pill that I shouldn't have been taking as well. 
Um, and again, I take full responsibility for my arrest, but you know, so I stopped taking that pill. <laughs> I was still getting arrested. Do something different, one thing different. Like, so it's like if you're, uh, I, this is my analogy, if you're, if we're back in older days where before like radar and sonar and stuff like that, and if you're a captain, you know, if you're a half a percentage off, you're going to a different part of the world. Yeah. So even if you just make a half a percentage, if we're working with 100%, just do something different, even a half a percentage that day. Maybe like stay up for a minute longer. Just do something that's different than yesterday. Change the trajectory as, a little, as, as a little. even even just a smidge. A hike, a walk, a ten minute walk to where like and if you want to listen to music or a podcast or anything like that or just not just walk. Do something different. Typically, actively, I find um, if if you're able, if you're able to, if you're not able to, um, man, just write a page of, of of what's going on in your head at that particular moment. Hum a tune. Just. Uh, but no, but it's get, we have to get it out yeah. a little bit. So either get out because if you take a walk, you, you've got you know the um, those positive what, is, what are the, the endorphins? The, thank you, that's the mm -hmm. one. Um, and writing, it's it's just just do something that you didn't do the day before, and you might like something. And so whether it's the writing or whether it's just do something a little bit different. Start to read a book, even if you read one fucking page that day, you know, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do something different. Something that you've always known that you wanted to do. And you don't have to be great at it right away. You're not going to be great at it right away. Even if it's working out, go to the gym for a seven to ten minutes mm -hmm. and feel and leave and feel accomplished that you did something. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't stay for an hour and a half. You know, because I've I've definitely cross um, I've cross addicted with with working out where I, you know, I would I would lift three times a day. And um, if I didn't do that third time, you piece of shit, you know. Mm. So just do it. Just go even for ten minutes. It might take it ten minutes to park. Walk in there, smell it, and walk out. Mm -hmm. Until you know, just do something slowly. Yeah, do it slowly, like an IV drip. Do not dive into it. It's kind of like when you get a PhD or a doctorate in something. They take something that you truly love to make you hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, but this <laughs> yeah. one. So just with this, it's like if it, just try it out. Drive to the beach or drive to a place where that has nature and just look at it. You don't have to walk in it right away. Look at it and go home. And that's yeah. okay. And that's to just take, okay. Yeah, take a step. And then, yeah. Yeah, Rome wasn't built in the day. I hate that. But just do something different. And then see, that's where, you know, anything. Hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think that's wonderful advice. Now I'm going to go do the same thing I always do. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm going to do something different. <laughs> this is a little different. So, yeah, uh, thank you, Nikki. Can I call you Nikki now? Of course. That's the idea. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna have to get one of these. I didn't get my hug yesterday. Oh well, do that. <laughs> I, I didn't hug you, huh? Nah. Because uh, you because you accosted me right away. I did not. Actually, I remember I specifically walked away from you when we when you first came. To and I said I'd stay away. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Thank yeah. you so much. Do you want to plug your events? And yeah. Whatnot? Where can people find you? Do you want to do it, Sarah? Oh, I think you need to do this, Come Sarah. On. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody needs to hear from Sarah. It's your name. Right here. Get clued in. Clued in. By going to NikkiBrendon.com. That's N-I-C-K-Y-B-R-E-N-D-O-N.com forward slash events. And you can throw your email address in there and get tour updates and notifications. Go to Facebook, Nicholas Brendan, and click notify first. Mm -hmm. um, I, think that's, I think that's good. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. My heart just broke. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys.
subscribe and listen to us on all the major streaming platforms and go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give us a rating. Follow us on social media at Recover Everything and go to our website, recovereverything.com.